Good morning. Today is Thursday, September 22nd, 2022. At first glance, there is no thematic connection between the Torah reading on the first day of Rosh Hashanah, which is the story, the narrative of Hagar and her son Yishmael and Avraham sending them away from his house at Sarah's command and God's command. And the narrative on the second day of Rosh Hashanah, <coughs> which is Akedas Yitzchak, the binding of Isaac, there doesn't seem to be a thematic connection between the two, except for the fact that the Torah specifically says at the beginning of the second day reading, it opens with these words, Achar Hadvarim Ha'ela, meaning, and it was after the event that we just read on the first day of Rosh Hashanah, we have the event on the second day of Rosh Hashanah. So the Torah seems to be telling us that there is some cause and effect relationship between those two narratives that on the surface is not at all obvious. On the first day of Rosh Hashanah, we read the narrative that Avram and Sarah gave birth to a son, Yitzchak, and then suddenly Hagar, Avraham's first wife, and Yishmael, Avraham's first son, are in the way. Yishmael is violent. He is a bad boy who is a negative influence on this baby Yitzchak, which is now born to Sarah and Avraham. And Sarah tells Avraham to expel Yishmael and Hagar from their home. And Aaron, Avraham is understandably reluctant. It's his son. But God takes the side of Sarah and tells Avraham to send away the child. And Avraham obeys. And the narrative continues. Vayakam Avraham baboker. Avram woke up early in the morning. He took a loaf of bread and a jug of water and gave it to Hagar, placing it on her shoulder, and he sent her away with the boy, with Yishmael. And she left and roamed aimlessly in the desert around Beersheba. She became lost. And when the water was set up, when the water was used up, she set the dying boy, her son Yishmael, under one of the bushes, she said, let me not see the boy die. And she sat there facing him, and she wept bitterly. There is one rabbinic source, one opinion in the Medrash, which explains that God found fault with Avraham and, in effect, says to him, you made Hagar cry, thinking her son was going to die? Of course, at the end of the narrative, an angel appears to Hagar and shows her that there's a well of water, and they ultimately survive. But she thought that her son was going to die. So, according to this Medrash, God says to Avraham, you made Hagar cry, thinking that her son was going to die? I will make you feel that pain. I will cause you to think that you are going to lose your son Yitzchak. And the text continues, Achar hadvarim ho'ela, 
not only chronologically after that happened, this happens, but rather meaning because of what happened in the way that Avraham sent away Hagar and Yishmael, God tested Avraham, and that's the Akedah, the binding of Isaac, meaning God punished Avraham with the terrible test of the binding of Isaac to think that he would have to kill, offer as an offering, his son Yitzchak. And even though God told Avraham to send away Hagar and Yishmael, and even though Avraham is a greater person than we can even imagine, but this source in the Midrash suggests that Avraham could have sent them away with a bit more compassion, with more than just a single jug of water and loaf of bread. Avraham could have prevented Hagar's tears And because he did not, God responds with the Akedah. And that is the understanding of why we read the passage about Hagar and Yishmael on the first day, and then the Akedah on the second day. Because the narrative of the first day is what gives rise to the narrative of the second day of Rosh Hashanah. There is a critical consequence of this interpretation in the Midrash. And again, this is only one interpretation, but it is mentioned in the Midrash. And the consequence is we must be so careful not to cause another person to cry. Almost never are we correct when we cause someone else to be upset, no matter how piously we may think we are behaving. Listen to how seriously our sages take this. The Talmud says, if a person commits adultery, which is a cardinal sin, he is punished, but he can still receive a share in the world to come if he sincerely repents and is forgiven. Of course, it's very, very hard to be forgiven for the terrible sin of adultery, but if that would happen, it is possible that a person could still come back from that and receive a share in the world to come. It's not probable, but it's possible. However, if a person embarrasses another person, that person will have no share in the world to come. Especially within our families, we must be so careful not to cause pain to those we really love. The Talmud specifically warns spouses to be careful not to do or say anything that will elicit their spouse's tears. And I would add, children's tears, and parents' tears as well. Remember, we must always remember what happened because of the tears Avraham caused. I want to share with you an incredible story that I heard many years ago. 
It's a story on the level of mysticism. It's a story that goes beyond our way of thinking. But it's powerful and its message is direct. And it's for every one of us. And the story concerns two of the great early Hasidic rabbis who were best friends. Reb Yitzchak Volka and Reb Menachem Mendel of Kutsk, the Kutsker Rebbe. They loved each other deeply. Even though they served God differently, they had different ways of serving God. The Kutsker Rebbe believed that truth was the most important thing in the world. Reb Yitzchak Volka, he thought that loving people was the most important thing in the world and the most important way to serve God. But notwithstanding their differences in approach, they were the best friends, deepest friends who loved each other. When Reb Yitzchak Volka died, his son expected that his father would appear to him in a dream. But his father, Reb Yitzchak Volka, did not appear to his son in a dream for four weeks, and his son became very worried. So his son went to the Kutzka Rebbe, his father's best friend, and he said to him, Kutzka Rebbe, I'm so worried I haven't heard from my father since his death. He didn't come to me in a dream. And the Kutzka Rebbe said to him, let me tell you, I was also worried that your father didn't come to me either in a dream since his death to tell me about the heavenly world. I expected that he would, but he didn't. So since he didn't come to me in a dream, I went to him. I searched the heavens, Kotzkarebi explained, from palace to palace among the heavenly abode. And wherever I went, I asked, where is Rabietzkok Volka? And whoever I saw told me, yes, he was here, but he left. And I traveled and traveled. And finally, I asked the holiest angels, where is my best friend, the holy Rabietzkok Volka? And the angels told me to go through a very dark forest. And at the end of the forest, I would find him. So I summoned all my strength and I walked through the forest. I have never in my life seen anything so dark and so frightening as this forest. But I kept walking through and at the end of the forest was an ocean. I've never before in my whole life heard waves crying like the waves of this ocean. And standing there beside the ocean was my friend, Rabietzkak Volka, not taking his eyes off the ocean. I said to him, Yitzchak, my best friend, what are you doing here? And he said to me, Mendel, do you recognize this ocean? And I said, no, what is it? 
And he said, Mendel, my best friend, this is the ocean of tears. This is the ocean of tears of God's holy people. And I have sworn by God, I will not leave this ocean till God has dried all the tears. During these days of awe, yamim no ra'im, we stand before God and we stand before each other. And I pray for you and for me that we will learn this lesson not to cause anyone to cry. And when we do see tears, may we do whatever we can to dry those tears. My friends, I want to wish you a great day and a wonderful new year. And I look forward to seeing you soon in person.